welcome to John 316 Ministries Podcast. Welcome back for yet another great podcast. We have so many announcements to go through today, and I'd like to start with apologizing for the release of Wednesday's podcast. We released it a lot later than what we would have liked to, but we've been having some sound technical difficulties, so we've been trying to figure out what's going on with our equipment and how to fix them diligently. So we had Truly apologize for that. We have a new podcast out called Life Without Addiction. It is truly amazing and it's very inspirational. It's about my mom who struggles with addiction. She's worked so hard to get as far as she has and her sharing her story has been truly inspirational. So I really ask you guys to check it out. Tell us what you think. We're very proud of her for how far she's doing and how well she's doing. So Thank you guys for all that you do for us each and every day. We truly, truly appreciate what you guys do. And don't forget to like, share, and follow us as so you guys can hear more podcasts from us. And today I have with me Pastor Dennis. He's our co-host and we are so proud to have him a part of our team. He's been with us the last few weeks and it's been pretty amazing. Hey Amen. I really look forward to coming here and uh, sharing the Sharing the ministries with you, Pastor Jay. Uh, it's been really inspirational so far, and looking forward to a lot more of a, of a good uh, good uh, preaching and good testimonies. And uh, and I'm just looking forward to this uh, podcast today. I am too. So before we begin, let's start with word of prayer and ask the Lord to guide and direct us. Amen. Our precious Lord Jesus, as we come before you here uh, during this podcast, Lord, we just ask your blessings be upon it. And Lord, we always like to remember all those on the prayer request list, Lord. There's many, Jesus, around this whole world who needs your touch. Just, just Lord, we just ask you here now, just lead God, direct us to this, and have your way. And we pray that this will bring glory to thy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. So, to start off the podcast, my Bible has this overview of the book of Mark, and that's kind of what we're talking about today. It's the beginning of Mark and his journey. So, to start off... My Bible says, lights, camera, action. This is the spirit of our age, action. Fast moving. How fast can we go somewhere? How soon can we get this job done? How can we keep things moving? People, today's fast-paced world should relate to the gospel of Mark, which might also call the gospel of action. Amen. I seen that um, whenever I started reading, because I wasn't going to read the gospel of Mark. I thought... I'll reread Matthew, and then once I start to remember and retain the knowledge I learned from Matthew, then I'll go on to the next book. And so it just kept on recurring to me, you know, read it, read it. You really need to read this. And it just kept on bugging me. So one night I was like, fine, fine, I will. And I did, and I, I read that. And as soon as I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so true. Mm-hmm. And so whenever... I thought, no, you know, I'm not going to do podcasts on that. No, let's let's figure something else out. And I, so I just kept on praying, Lord, lay a podcast on us that might really, truly relate to people in their lives. And so I read on to the other overview of the Gospel of Mark. And then it hit me that the Lord has been telling me, you need to read the book of Mark because it is relating to people's lives today. Amen. <laughs> and you know, Pastor Jay, each book of the four Gospels... Uh, they detect uh, detect uh, the 
the coming of the mm-hmm. Lord in, in several different ways. But, uh, yeah, whenever you told me that you've been, uh, felt like you were led to do this book, the book of Mark, I thought, well, uh, I started looking into it and, and I was about the same way. I was kind of blown away. You know, I, I've read it many times, all of them, but, uh, just, you know, each, each time you read it, you'll find something that you missed the first time. And that's the way this time here was. It really has been. That's kind of, I thought I'd never really seen the book of Mark in this light. And I'm on, um, I think chapter four now, or, and so I was reading and I just, every day there's just something new. And I try to read a whole chapter before going on to the next one. I, mm-hmm. I have to read a whole chapter because I can't stop in the middle of it or else it just doesn't make sense to me. So when I, as far as I am today in it, it's always something that hits me that I didn't recognize or remember or, mm-hmm. yep something that just stands out and it catches your attention. And that's kind of how this has been because my Bible has also said, Matthew, as we noted, wrote from the Jewish people. So he included a long family history listing Joseph's ancestors back through King David to Abraham. But Mark wrote from Roman Christians who were not interested in Jewish genealogies. The Jewish expectation of the Messiah, the king so dominant in the prophets, was not uppermost in Roman minds. They were people of action rather than doctrine or theology. They wanted to know what did this Jesus do? What can this Jesus do for me? What can I do for him? Mark is a book of miracles and action stories. They were action stories that proved beyond a doubt that though Jesus was a servant, he was not a mere man. Only God's son could do miracles such as these. Mark is the sorters of the four gospels. For the most part, it focuses on Jesus' actions rather than his teachings. Mark is a movie, a moving picture of the life of Jesus. And when I read that, it just it stood out that I, I had never really had thought about it in that kind of a light. I thought it was just a book like any other. It was just about action. It, it really didn't tell much of a story. And then I actually read it. And it's like God broke it apart and showed me that every book has some story to tell. Mm-hmm. That's right. And and Jesus Jesus always shares. He doesn't want to take hog the spotlight, and that's what always amazed me. Here, a king can do that by all rights, and but he didn't. He said in the beginning, in the beginning, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the in the prophets, and it says, "Behold, I send my messenger before your face." John, he's he's telling that he's sending John. To warn everybody is just make to make his pathways straight. You know, not not weave them around. You know, he, he and that's another thing too about Jesus. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't that's want right. he doesn't want to sugarcoat it and make it sound like it's something real easy because uh, following him it's not an easy journey and he will tell you that. But he but it always always blows me away that Jesus is not selfish in any way. He always shares his wealth and his goodness with anybody who will accept him. Exactly. And that's like, you know, we look at a man, you know, with leprosy who came to him, you know, he stood, he knelt beside Jesus asking for Jesus to cleanse him, to heal him. And he begged Jesus, you know, heal me, cleanse me, make me well. And Jesus, because he's a compassionate man, because he's so caring and so loving, he does. And if we look at Mark 40 through 41, it says, A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. 
be healed. And that, that's the kind of man Jesus is. That explains his character, how compassionate he is, how he wants people to be well, to be better. And he'll do anything to make you better. But we also have to understand that sometimes our struggles and our pain that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, sometimes those pains and those struggles were meant to go through those problems, were meant to be a guiding light to others who also have pain. You know, sometimes God wants us to be like when we're a servant from he wants us to show the pain that we're dealing with and not only give it to him but use it to guide others because you never know what kind of testimony you can give to someone even though it's your story your pain your struggle it can be a guide to someone else it can be a light to someone else who's struggling who may be on the verge of giving up but your story can give them strength continue continue because god used you used your pain And that to me, it just stood out and it was just like, oh my gosh, you know, here I am so selfish, so self-centered that that, oh, my pain is nothing. And I just shoved it away. But really, it is something. Yeah. And and Pastor Jay, in the light of what you're saying there in in the first chapter, verse 11, it says, then a voice came out of out of heaven and this is never jesus came up out of the water after g after john baptized jesus and the voice came up out of the water and the spirits descending upon him like a dove and says uh you are my beloved son in whom i am well pleased now wouldn't now now wouldn't you be, wouldn't it be great if we we heard that all the time but you know like you're saying we are selfish we're self-centered people and it would be nice to hear a voice saying, in you, I am well pleased. But, but Jesus, like I said, he is, he is a kind, loving father. And he is well pleased, maybe not with everything we say and do, but he knows down here we are human. We follow, sometimes we follow the ways of the world. We get kind of, got, we get kind of caught up in the world's ways. And, and at times we, he ain't well pleased with us, but that doesn't mean we should just shoot ourselves down you know, we can be our worst enemies a lot of times. We absolutely are. And that's where that's where it's it's caught my attention how much we go through in just in just a few chapters of Mark so far that I've learned. This first one has been truly inspiring because it talks about so much in such a small chapter, you know. Not only did Jesus heal a man with leprosy, he also cast out spirits and demons in this same chapter and it's just like man this man can if he can handle that if he can do all of that our problems are merely nothing to him they're yeah. so small if we would just simply give in and, and turn them over to him but but like you and i both have said many times you get up from the altar going down there to uh, to throw down your sins and your troubles and your problems but we get up and we put them back in our pocket and take them back exactly we don't ever fully lay them down at the altar and let, leave them that's the whole thing is we pick them back up thinking oh you know i can't live without this I, and it's just no, sometimes we need to leave them there. Sometimes we need to let him handle our problems because that's just it. Our problems are not only our problems, they're his problems. And if he can cast out demons, if he can heal a man with leprosy, our problems are nothing. Yeah. Our problems are not a big deal, but we make them a big deal. That's right. And here, in this, in here I'd like to share this with you. John's call to uh, make, make his pathway straight. It means that people should give up their selfish ways of living, renounce their sins, seek God's forgiveness, 
and establish a new relationship with the Almighty God, believing and obeying His words and, and as found in Scripture. We should give them up. You know, like, that's what you're saying, what I'm saying here, that we have to give up our old, selfish, sinful world ways and, and announce ourselves and say, Hey, Jesus, I'm ready to make my pathway straight. Exactly, and that's the problem is, is we have to trust in Him. We have to have hope that He can handle our problems. We have we can't doubt him, and sometimes we do. Sometimes we we doubt who he really is. We doubt the kind of God that he is, and because we doubt more often than not, we make our lives more difficult than what they really have to be. Yeah, and it says here in Scripture, Alex shows we in fourteen one fourteen, the time is fulfilled. Not we got a bunch more hours, bunch more days. It says the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. You know, it says it in red writing here, repent and turn from your wicked, sinful ways and believe in the gospel. Believe in Jesus Christ. It's, it's simple, but we make it difficult. We truly do. And that's, you know, he gives us a plan. He, we ask him for a straight path, a path clear, a, a path free from sin. He gives us that. But what do we do? We turn our backs on him and we do the opposite of what he tells us to do. That's like the man with leprosy. What did he do? In Mark 1, 43-45, Then Jesus sent him on his way with a stern warning. Do not tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Yeah, and as he was as he was casting out demons, this is what the this is, demons know enough to listen to him. He, he told the demon, be quiet and come out of him. You know, in other words, shut your mouth. Don't, don't be back talking because it could get worse. And that's, that's what we don't understand. So many times we, in our own ways, we back talk our Lord. And we think that we can get by with it. And all we do is make it worse, make it longer before we ever just, just stop what we're doing, stop on our tracks. Say, hey, he was right. You know, I should have just been quiet and listened to him and give up my sinful ways. But no, we have to be contrary about it. That's exactly the problem is we are contrary. We don't ever sit down and fully... Let him do what he needs to do. Let him guide us the way that he wants to guide us. And that's where this is the problems that we have. You know, like the man with the Jesus gave him a stern warning. He, Jesus told him what he wanted him to do. Go. Go to the Moses. Tell him he's been healed. You know, he gets a very detailed message of what he wants him to do. But what does this man do? He ignores the stern warning. And he goes and tells everyone. And when he does that, not only does that upset Jesus, because it does, but it makes what Jesus was trying to do so much harder. Because yeah. everyone started surrounding him, and he had to run and go into hiding because of this. Yeah, yeah, he had to go to another town because uh, his cover, more or less, was, was kind of blown there. But but it's it, but, but what we're saying, though, church, is, is what Pastor Jay and I are saying, is he, Jesus wants to make us fishers of men. In other words, go out here and tell his good news and let people know that, that this old wicked world, it ain't going to spin forever. It's going to come to an end probably sooner than later. I mean, it, we, we could lie, lay down, draw our last breath before it comes to an end. Or he could he could just say, hey, uh, youngins, come on home. Mm -hmm. It's it's done. I've had enough. You, you guys have done been through enough. But but that's why he's, what he says, I will make you fishers of men. And that, it's, it's, a, it's a better life. It's a better world. It takes work, but still, but still hits a better way of living because not only do we have his blessings, but in the end, we have his word that we were, we are going to live with him in heaven. It's a twofold situation. You can't lose. Exactly. And the problem is, is we're just too stubborn. We're too contrary. We, 
We choose to follow our own plans instead of the one that Jesus has laid out for us because we think our plays are better. And that's the thing, though. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe our ways are not better. And the fact, is, the fact of it is, is the Bible tells us that. That our ways are not the best. That we either we, ch we either obey Him like we're supposed to, or we follow the ways of the world. Because we think the ways of the world are going to save us, but they're really not. They're hurting us. They're making life so much more difficult for us. But we don't see that. We can't. It's like we can't see past the ways of the world. And that's the thing. If you read the Bible, if you read through Mark like we are right now, you will see just how simple life can be. Just how... God wants it to be. You know, he, we like we live in a world of action. And God is. He's a God of action. And that's what Mark is telling us. He's displaying just what Jesus has done in this life. You know, if he can cast out demons, if he can heal a man with leprosy. And there are so many other things in the book of Mark that he's done. Then why can't we let him handle a teeny tiny problem? Why can't we? Because he obviously can. He's capable of of the impossible but we just cannot see past that church and we have to learn how we have to learn how to let god handle our problems we we say this a lot but we say this because it's a continuing problem in this life that we can't seem to let go yeah that's right that we, we 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 tend to think it uh we want to hang on to just a little bit just in case we get get the bent out of shape we want to be able to throw some foul language or something there like that because it makes us we think it makes us feel better and look big or something like that, but it don't it don't but and there's another thing too uh pastor Jay, a lot of people say well i can't be like i can't be like matthew mark or luke why can't you you read in there they was not perfect people they Absolutely had hang-ups they had problems paul paul killed a lot of christians because he because that's what he thought he's supposed to do and then he then you see jesus can make disciples out of any of us if we are willing and able and want to let him and that's just it you know he if we let him we can have a better life but we have to be willing to give up this old worldly ways and, and like you were saying we we tend to want to hold on to it just for some idiot reason exactly the worldly ways the ways that we're living right now i can tell you now from experience from before becoming a christian to the times that i became a christian and lost my way the ways of the world were the most miserable years of my life because you feel lost and you're confused and you just you know that there's a void in your life that you need filled you feel empty and the fact of the matter is is god can god can fill that void he can make you feel whole again he can be that comfort that you need if you let him, and that's the problem, you have to let him, you have to give in to what he wants you to do. Because your ways have not worked thus far. They're not going to work even after you've become a Christian. But you have to let God do what he needs you to do. Be the person to transform you. Because that's what he's done. He's transformed these men, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. He's transformed them into the people that he needed them to be. To serve the purpose that they were meant to serve. And they become the most remarkable people, and that's why there's books on them. That's yeah. why they're in the Bible. Well, and years years ago, I'll just uh, this is kind of a testimony, but uh, it's been several years ago. Uh, I wasn't getting my ways. I was uh, I was a Christian for many years, but I just seemed like every time I would ask him for something, he he had a deaf ear turned to me, and I wasn't getting my way. So I thought, okay, Jesus, you want to play this game? I'll play it all the way. I just I said, okay, I'm done. So I, I backslid. I just turned turned my back away from God, and 
the longer I was walking away from him, it just it just like a coldness come over me. And I and then he kind of let me let me see that uh, hey, you don't you you don't want me around. I won't be around. And and the more I walked the other way, the more things started falling apart. And I just got to the point to where I just thought I can't do this. I can't do this without Jesus because things were getting rough. Things were getting hard. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't know how to handle him. I didn't realize how much I really did need him until he just pulled his hands up and said, okay, you want it, you got it. And then I started realizing that uh, this old world had gotten a lot colder while I was with Jesus than, than it was whenever I got saved. And I just, I just couldn't handle it. I just, I just broke down and I gave in. I thought, okay, Jesus, I can't do this without you. And, and I never felt such a relief until I got down on my knees and I said, I asked, I repented and I asked him, hey, Jesus, I can't do this without you. I need you. Can I come back? And like, like a heavenly father, like a precious, like a, a dad from years ago, or my, like a dad always is, or dad or mom, they, okay, you can come back. I never did say I, I don't love you. And it's like open arms, you know, mom or dad opens her arms up and says, come on back now, I'll, I'll forgive you, and let's do this again right to, the right way. Exactly, and that's an amazing story because it's so true, it's so inspirational because that's exactly it. He's a loving father, he cares about us, and he does, he, he puts his arms around you, and he protects you, you know, but we, we can't ignore him, we can't disobey him and go on about our own way because obviously our ways are not working. And I've always said this, that, and I've always said this because, it's a reminder not only to me, but I feel like it's a truly a big reminder that what if he does know best? What if God knows best after all? And I'd rather listen to that what if he does than to live life knowing and going on about what the way life that I was because my ways were not working. My ways were miserable and they were dark and they were scary. And life was scary because you couldn't trust anything. You couldn't trust Leaving your car unlocked because someone might come in and break in. You know, all these worries that we have. We're going to have them even with God. But the fact of it is, is with God, they're not so scary because he's with you. He's always with you. And you know that that's a constant reminder. Because to me, what if he knows best? I know he knows best. I know he knows because I've lived it for many years. And I want to continue living because... I'd rather embrace the kind of change that he is trying to pursue in my life than to not embrace change at all and live life miserable and dark and cold. Because that's what life is like without him, and you live that. Amen. Amen. I'll just share a little bit here. I'll just, just happen to stumble on this here in, in Mark 2, uh, 5. Jesus says, uh, your sins are forgiven. That's just like whenever I, whenever I repented from him. And he opened up his arms and says, "Okay, son, your son, your sins are forgiven. Welcome back home." But like the like the prodigal son, you know, I walked for a long time out there in the world, going the wrong way, doing doing what I thought that I wanted to do, just letting my hair down and saying whatever I felt. Even in, in a way, thinking about that, even times ever I would let go and say a foul word, the taste of it just rolled off my my yes. rolled off my tongue. I thought oh, that don't taste good anymore, <laughs> and, and I was I was never so glad to get back to jesus and and he opened up his arms said your sins are forgiven come on back home you know that's an amazing feeling knowing that you know you're wanted you're loved because we are with jesus he does he wants us he loves us so much that he continues to chase after us even when we don't want him and that's just it he does want us 
We can be told the ways of the world, the way the way of the world, it's so hateful, it's so nasty, and you see it all the time when you're on social media. But we don't gotta live that way. We don't gotta be hateful because that's not what Jesus wants. That's not what God wants for us. He doesn't want us to go cursing, acting all crazy and wild like we don't have any common sense because that ways the world can tell you that's okay, but God says it's not. That's right. That's right. And he will and he will always steer you in the right way. You know, that's one thing that we 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 sometimes we hesitate about about uh totally giving in. Well, I, I still I still want to do this and Jesus may not approve of it. Well, if it's if it's wrong, he will quicken your spirit. You will know just as soon as you think it if it's right or wrong. And then and then he will quicken you and then all you gotta do is turn away from it. But yeah, he he's a loving father. He he will not steer you in the wrong way. And sometimes, sometimes a prayer don't get answered right away, and it don't get answered the way we think it should be because it it's a prayer that we don't need answered, and he knows that. So he will hold it for a while and just let us come to our senses, and then he will answer a prayer, and then we kind of get to looking at it. Wow, you know, I didn't see that coming, and that was a better way of a better way of dealing with this than what i thought and like like you were saying Pastor, sometimes we want to be hateful we want to be sarcastic but it don't taste good whenever it comes falls out of our mouth it don't taste good and and jesus knows this but sometimes it was being contrary and hard-headed he will let us go ahead with it and get that bad taste but then he but then he knows uh that we that we did wrong and he he's, he's not he's quick to just forgive and forget and let us go and, and straighten us out exactly that's that's just that he's a God of action. He's all about action. And we have to remember that, that yes, you know, we can go on about life the way that we choose to, but as Christians, we're not supposed to. We're supposed to listen. We're supposed to be just like God, loving, caring. You know, you look at the Bible, there's so many books. There's ones that talk about love, talk about care. You know, right now we're on the one of action. There is as the Bible talks about everything you will go through in life, there is something in the Bible that will talk about that, that will guide you, that will help you understand. Because just like the man with leprosy, he went to Jesus begging to be healed and cleaned. And Jesus did that. Jesus healed him and cleansed him because he was tired of being an outsider. He was tired of what he was going through, being alone because of his illness. And God healed that. Just like with us, he will heal our problems. When it's time. Amen. And that's it. We got to remember, there is a time and a place, and he knows what it is. But we can't get ahead of him because if we do, things are going to fall apart. And the miracles that we expect to happen, we can mess up. And a lot of times, we are the reasons why our problems and our our prayers are not getting answered because we got ahead. Well, I've called it before this here. I called it a microwave prayer or microwave mm -hmm. uh, faith. You know, we want it at an instant. We want to just turn the button. A minute later, we're done. We we got what we got our answer. But but yeah, it don't it don't work that way. It's never going to work that way. Jesus, it's all on his time limit. Everything is going just just as just as planned. It ain't going. It, this world's not going to end a minute or late or a minute early. It's all on his timetable. And that's something we gotta we gotta realize. Like you said, we can't get in a hurry. It will mess us up. Exactly, and that's what we do. We end up thinking, "Oh, he doesn't care." We we get so stuck in our head. But that's because we got stuck in our head. We are what's caused things to happen. You know, in this lifetime, the hurts and the pains we tend to cause our own hurts and pains because of the consequences of our actions, the things that we do, and the things that we say, and 
how we treat people. You know, God will show you how you treat people. And sometimes we think, well, why is this happening? You know, why are people being so mean? Well, were you mean to some people? Did you do or say something that wasn't right? Because if people are doing it to you, maybe you did it to them. And maybe God wants you to see your actions, to see how you've been. And to give you a taste of your own medicine to help you, to guide you, to better, to help for you to better serve him. But you, he, you can't do that if you're so hateful and so rude. Because we can't be like that. He doesn't want his followers to be like that. Because that's not serving him. That's the opposite of serving him. That's right. And we are, just like whenever he walked this earth, he was our example. And, and just the same way, I've, I've seen other pastors years ago, years ago, they, they claimed to be, they claimed to be a Christian before they got to be a pastor. I know this guy that this happened to, and, and I worked at the same place as he did, and I was a Christian. I claimed to be a Christian too, but then, but then I seen him get in a bad situation, and he could have really flew off the handle but he turned and he walked away. He just left it alone. I thought, man, you could have really let that guy have it right then. You should have, but he was doing what God told him to do. Turn, walk away. There'll be a better time for that guy to learn what he was doing wrong. I have done that so many times before I was truly, truly a Christian. Before I had really fully accepted Jesus. I, you know, I said the words, I've done the actions, but I wasn't following through. And there was times that I would do like that. I'd get so heated and say things and fly off the handle. And then I get mad whenever my actions bite me in the butt. And I think, well, why is this happening? Why, you know, why are people being so rude and so mean? And truth of it is, is God was giving me a taste of my own mess. And he was showing me what exactly and how exactly that I was acting. And how it hurt. And how I didn't like it. So how can I expect these people to like it? Because I was being mean to them. And that's, you know, what he does. He he gives us just enough taste to see what it's like, to show us that, yeah, you know, this is, you acted like this. This is, you don't like it, then don't do it. Yeah, that's right. You know, there's many times he had to turn and walk away. I mean, uh, he could have just as easily took somebody out at the snap of a finger, but but he didn't. And and sometimes it's hard for us to turn and walk away. It's hard for us to, to take it on the chin, and so to speak. A lot of times people say that, you know, you will. I, I had to just take it on the chin and turn around and walk away. I could have really cut loose. But, you know, sometimes it's better just, you, you learn so much. You yeah. know, you, you think you can't learn by keeping your mouth shut and, and walking away. You think, well, I would I would have felt a lot better you may have felt better for a second if you would have smarted off, but then, but then God will teach you, and He puts wisdom in your brain that if you turn and walk away, you you are the bigger person. Exactly, that's like the man with leprosy. Whenever he went ex- against what Jesus had told him, and where Jesus had to go into hiding for a little while until things kind of calmed down, he could have easily killed the man with a snap of a finger and said, "You know what? You disobeyed me. Be gone." But he didn't. He went into hiding. He done what he's supposed to do. And whenever he came back, things are better. And that's where Jesus could have been mean. He could have said things to hurt him, but he didn't. He stayed calm. It may have aggravated him, but he stayed calm. And he went about his own business and done what he needed to do. And that's just like with us. Sometimes it's better to not say something at all than to say something and have full regret because of what we said, because of how it hurt, because... We get a taste of our own medicine. Sometimes if we stay calm, we give it to God, we pray about it. We let him handle it. Sometimes they get what they go through, the, their problems that they go through because of their actions. Sometimes it's so much harder and a little stronger than what we could have done. 
But if we act out, if we go against what God wants, not only are we hurting ourselves, we're hurting Him. That's right. And we don't want to do that. And so that's where with this, with the book of Mark, it has stepped on my toes so much because I have a lot to learn even now. I'm not the perfect Christian and I won't ever say that I am because I do have a lot to learn. I always will have a lot to learn because we should always want to grow and be stronger and strive to be better Christians Man. each and every day. Yep. Amen. So with that being said, I hope you guys truly, truly listen to this and can learn from it just as much as we have because this has been a truly inspirational book and it's probably one of my most favorite ones besides John 3.16. But I just... I pray that you guys enjoy this. And so I like to say again, I apologize for the delay on the Wednesday podcast. We are working very hard to get these changes fixed to not only better serve you guys, but to better serve God and to be able to continue to give the, his gospel and his words. So I pray that you guys enjoy this and like and follow us to hear more. Amen.